0: God's been promising a lot in the body of Christ at large, and also particularly in this community, and um, and and I've talked a little bit about that last time I, I I spoke, and um and Tracy's been talking about that, and I I want to keep hitting on that because we're giving birth to something in this house, um and uh and and I want to give a little bit of of what I what I think what some of that's going to look like, um but um but as as we're preparing. To, to just receive all that God wants for us. We want to have, I mean, I loved Tracy's message on Thursday. We want to have hearts of thanksgiving because we want to be ready to receive the full blessing, the full measure of glory that God has for us. Amen? Um, I believe what the Lord is doing right now um, has a lot to do with sound, with worship, with spoken word. Um, and uh, and there is uh we there have been promises of, about the body of Christ at large and specifically over this house of, of a time of increase a time of favor a time of 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 and 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 just all across the world worship playing a huge role before before the coming of Christ and just the power that's going to be released during that we're going to talk about that um, but the reason why this is so important the reason why I'm hitting on it is because um we have as we're approaching the return of Jesus. We have two extremes that are coming right now the day of the Lord. We have the great and the very terrible. The great and the very terrible. Um, and uh, some of, as, as there have been words about blessing and favor and increase, there have been equally words about trouble. And I want to tell you today in a way that not to leave you hopeless, but I want to leave us with urgency and with hope after today, um, that uh, that uh, of of what the Lord wants to give us, but I, I want to tell you in a, in a sobering way that um, there's there's trouble coming to our nation, and there's trouble coming to the nation of Israel. There's been voice after voice and prophet after prophet that have um, declared um, a, a U.S. occupation from a foreign nation. I know that's kind of heavy to start out with, but um, but um we've had we've had Bob Jones, we've had Paul Keith Davis, we've had, we've had a number, uh AA Allen, William Branham, they started seeing these things even forty, fifty years ago. And um, and and my heart's not to be a gloom and doom today. The the voice of the prophets throughout both Old and New Testaments, they would foresee the coming trouble, but they would speak hope into it of the coming glory. Because when we see the trouble that's coming, it creates an urgency in us. To cry out and to believe and press in for the good and the glory that God has for us and to keep a heart that is, fi- our eyes fixed on Jesus so that when the trouble hits, we are prepared and we become an answer to the world that will be, that, 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 that will lack understanding instead of those that are having questions. Amen. Um, there is a, um, God's raising up a bride in this generation right now. Um, that sounds just like the bridegroom. Revelation twenty two seventeen, the spirit and the bride are going to say come. And there's going to be such a, a level of authority on the bride's voice that when she cries come, it will break open heaven and will draw the son of God off of the throne beside the Father on a white horse, and he'll actually come back in that moment. Jesus is coming back in response to your cry and your prayers. Um, there will be so much unity in the bride, with the Godhead. It's that John 17 reality. Jesus prayed, "Father, I pray that they may be one as you and I are one, and that they would be one in us, that the world may know that you sent me and that they, and that I loved you and I love them even, 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 uh, or that I have loved them, even as you have loved me." And so there's coming this place of unity, this place of understanding of the love of God, and this, 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 that will, that will open up a sound in the bride. that will crack open heaven and shift angels and demons. And we're already seeing some of it. Um, Jesus and the angels, they, they're longing There is a stirring in creation. There is the, 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 son, the, the creation groaning and longing for the sons of God. Um, but uh, but I was, as I was thinking about this, meditating on it, I, I thought of a Song of Solomon, chapter 8. And, um, and it's the bridegroom saying to the bride, just the last couple of verses, he's saying, you who sit in the gardens, my companions are listening for your voice. Let me hear it. And the bride responds, hurry, my beloved. Come, Lord Jesus. Be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices. And that's how that book ends. And we see throughout the Song of Solomon, we see this poor shepherd girl being transformed into a bride and starting to possess the very nature and attributes of the king. And that something happens as as her voice is lifted, that, 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 that it draws not only the king, but all the angels in heaven are. Want to hear this voice? So, um, so worship, worship, um, and prayer surround the throne of God, and God is releasing again an authority that will drastically shift things in the heavens. Um, there's been uh, a number of things the Lord's been speaking to us about sound, and about worship, and about um, about the power that's released, and and um, and what that's going to look like. And I think Matthew 16 is a real key um understanding as to as to what this thing is going to look like. Um go ahead and turn there, Matthew 16 verse 17. Go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for what you promised. We thank you for what's coming in this generation. We thank you, Lord, for just the the excitement and the hope that you're filling us with, God. We thank you that you're a good God, and that Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this earth right now. Lord, I pray for a spirit of understanding to come in this room right now, and that Lord, excitement and hope would fill our hearts and stir in us as we're awaiting what you've promised. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, okay, Matthew 16, verse 17. Jesus has been, uh, has been talking with his disciples, saying, well, who, does, who do they say that the Son of Man is? Who, what are they saying about me? Disciples have been going out in all these towns, preaching the gospel. What are they saying about me? He said, What do they think about me? And then Simon Peter comes in after Jesus says, what about you guys? What do you think about me? Peter comes in, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That was a huge statement for Peter to make because it was that very that very statement and in, in reality that caused Jesus to undergo such heavy uh, persecution under the Pharisees. To call a man a son of God, and for Peter to declare that to him, here's Jesus' response. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, Peter means stone, and upon this rock, upon this bedrock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Um, Peter received, um, Jesus was talking about such an authority on the sound of Peter's voice that came through of uh, the the Father revealing the nature and the person of Jesus Christ. He said, "You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God." This was not something man told you. This was not something you read in a text. This is not something you read in the Bible. But the Father Himself has revealed Jesus to you. And I tell you that on the bedrock of this revelation of Jesus Christ, I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to build my I'm going to build a governing body that will operate in governmental authority, that will operate in kingdom authority. What does that mean? It means that when we open our mouths and we declare something, <laughs> happens right then. What I mean when I say governmental authority or kingdom authority, um, that will destroy and tear down fortresses of hell. This is really good news. Um, Peter. He started walking in this authority. We saw it in Pentecost. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he got up, and he spoke a word that broke off the demonic delusion of 3,000 people. And they came into the kingdom of God. And there's coming something on the sound of the bride in this day that that, that when we open our mouths, that something breaks in the heavenlies, and that hearts and souls are set free in that instant. And I want to talk about this in a way, too, that that doesn't make it seem like, oh, it's, it's then, it's down the road, it's down the road, it's down, it's, I'm, I'm projecting what the Lord is doing um, in the days to come, but that we're pulling on it to start operating in as much as possible today. And I believe that we are going to be stepping into this right now, um, um, right in these coming days. So um, this, uh, this stone, this, this, this rock of revelation of Jesus will release a binding and a loosing um, at the highest degree. Uh, Tracy had a had a dream recently um, about about this room, people flooding into this room, and the river of God flowing out of the stage, flowing into um, out of the worship. Um, and uh, it was just kind of holy chaos going on <laughs> as the Lord is just pouring out His presence, pouring out His Spirit. People are coming in, wanting to to encounter the Lord. Um, and there was, as worship was, 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 was continuing in this dream, there was an, in the dream, a building nearby that needed to come down started to crumble. And it was at the sound of the worship of the singers that caused this thing to fall. And that's this Matthew 16. It is this sound, it is this revelation of Jesus and this sound of heaven that's going to be released from the bride, that the gates of hell, the fortresses, the buildings, the strongholds of hell, will come down at that sound um there's a there's a story anyone ever read um the book of uh, John Crowder new mystics I highly recommend that book um miracle workers reformers and the new mystics and um any documents uh, um a story of a saint I can't I can't even remember who it was exactly but um that's preaching the gospel and I think it's in in uh in Ephesus um, during during the first century is preaching the gospel and that and that one of the, the 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 pagan temples at his preaching actually cracks open and all these people end up getting saved as a result they see now it, 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 they, they see that Jesus had a greater level of power and authority um, I love this this is I want stories like this I'm just going to share it because uh, Heidi Baker um, one of my friends Favorite, favorite stories from her. She's talking about how, how the gospel started spreading amongst a tribe, um, an unreached people group in Mozambique. They, uh, she called it the meeting from hell. Sound system, totally, totally the whole time. Um, people there, numerous people there that did, did not know Jesus at all from a different faith um even even how they were dressed, what they were doing i mean it it was just obvious they were from another faith, why they're at this meeting, I don't know. um She brought in an anointed evangelist, but just the sound was so messed up, just no one was paying attention. People were spitting at him, throwing rocks at him. Heidi Baker is just like, Lord, what are we doing here? <laughs> what do you want to do god there's 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 only two hundred or so people from this tribe that are even know Jesus and they're not even at this um or at this uh, at this speaking um at this outreach they're doing and um and it's dark outside they got a little lamplight. and then the father is telling him he, he he speaks to Heidi Baker and says call up the demonized she's like <laughs> 27 years of ministry never made an altar call like that before um, <laughs> so um so she does it she says okay all, and she has the translator, all you demonized people, just come up here right now. <laughs> and she said, and they just started coming in, like like 36 of them. I've listened to this story like 10 times. I could probably like recite it word for word. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> like, she's like tongues down to the ground, like slithering around on the ground. She's like backing up like, this is not beautiful at all. This is ugly. Um, and so they're all up there and just like, Hey, Lord, like, now, what do I do with them <laughs> now all the demonized people are up here? And they're obviously demonized. Um, what do you do with them? And and the Lord is like, get rid of them. And she's like, okay. So she just goes, go in the name of Jesus. They all hit the ground, getting set free. Now, who wants Jesus? All these people are running in and get saved. They've planted 2,000 churches amongst that tribe. She's telling this story at a conference um, in Taiwan. Thousands of people are at this conference. And she's telling this story that I just told you. And before she even gets to the end of it, she's saying, she's talking about how she called up the demonized. She said, I hope I never have to do that again. And right as she said that in Taiwan, the Lord said, yeah, we're doing it. Like, okay, <laughs> and she just stops. Okay, all the demonized people just come up here right now, <laughs> and the translator's speaking, and the people start flooding in, flooding in, flooding in. There's just like thousands of people in this room, and um, and and the, and she's like, she thought she had, she thought the translator messed up the translation. She's like, no, 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 no. give the call again. Just call. I'm calling the demonized people. They know they have demons. They're positive. They have demons call this so the so the translator oh you demonize you know you have demons come up here and more come <laughs> As a result. it's just like like oh yeah I heard the second time um, um and and they're 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 coming up they're they're manifesting they're vomiting, they're vomiting and just all these all these people in the they they had a ministry team she said about 1000 people just just hugging just loving there was freedom being released and i i hear these stories and i'm just like god why why not here why not why not me why not in our worship services? why not why not down the road you know at this church and that church and that church why 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 Let's. We need all hands on deck, guys. And um, and this. This sound that's being released to the body, we're we're seeing it manifest, and and what I'm excited about is it's going to be poured out globally. In an increased measure. Um, there was uh, in. Uh, Second Chronicles five, and in chapter twenty. The the priests, the Lord, they 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 start singing of the goodness and the mercy of God, and um and they, it was the first time with Solomon's they had, they had just built Solomon's temple, and all the priests come together, they put on their holy attire and they come and they start singing. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord for He is good in his mercy and His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for He is good in his mercy and His mercy endures forever. And then the manifest glory of God starts filling the room in such a way that the priest can't even minister. In 2 Chronicles 20, there were three foreign armies coming up against Israel, And there was sounds, there was prophets, there was troubles coming, troubles coming, armies are coming, armies are coming. And the head of the nation, King Jehoshaphat, says, God, what are we doing? He calls a fast, he calls a time of prayer. And a prophet comes in and says, You're gonna stand, you're gonna stand against these armies. And the worshipers are gonna lead. And they're gonna sing, and the Lord's gonna fight for you. And they stand out, they put on their holy attire again, they stand out there, they sing the same song. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His mercy, His loving and kindness endures forever. And as the sound is released, it distorts the demonic activity in the enemy camps, and actually confusion breaks out and the enemies turn against each other and actually slaughtering each other. Um, Now, it's really intense um, repercussions, but it was very good for the people of God when their enemies that were coming up against them um, were just singing of the goodness and the glory of God. And what we saw that happen at at Pentecost is just the, the sounds, people, as the Holy Spirit was poured out on them, Peter lifts up his voice, demonic delusion, broken off, 3,000 souls come in. It's coming, it's coming, more of this is coming. And there's this, there's this revelation of the goodness of mercy of God, that he's releasing the body of Christ, even in a time of trouble, even in a time of, 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 of darkness, that, that the, the bride of Christ is seeing his goodness and his mercy. And when we release that sound from a revelation, a true revelation of his goodness and mercy, that it breaks open heaven in the atmosphere. That's what I, I think the Lord is giving birth to. That's that's part of what that's part of what we're, what we're carrying. And part of what he's doing in the body of Christ. There's no it's no accident to me that we've been that John's been doing a series on the father heart of you know, Papa is, is giving revelation. He's giving restoration to broken hearts. and he's he's showing us how good he really is, and how merciful and kind he really is. And even in just this revelation of of, of who we are in Christ, which I that's my message to burn with it. Um, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. The priests they stood out in their holy attire, they, and it, it's just a symbol of, of the body of Christ now standing, clothed with Christ, the righteousness of God in Christ, appealing to the courts of heaven as sons and daughters, and confronting the powers of darkness with all the backing of heaven. <laughs> um, but just a little side note, you know, there's this idea of the goodness and the mercy of God. It's It's... The reason they had this revelation is because they, they could relate it to specific events. You read through Psalm 136. It's the same song. He is good. Give him thanks. He is good. His mercy endures forever. And every verse contains something that God did that proves his goodness and mercy. He created the heavens and the earth. He stretched out the stars. He formed the earth from its foundations. They start going in creation. But then specific things that God's done in their lives, he he. They saved it. He saved us out of Egypt. He destroyed our enemies. He destroyed our oppressors. He brought us in to a land of promise. And they're con- they're reminding the Lord in the temple through worship of God's goodness. And just just on a practical note, like what 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 Tracy was talking about last last Thursday, just that place of thanksgiving. It is pulling. It is it is ushering the body of Christ into a place of of knowing that God is good and merciful when every circumstance on the outside seems to say the opposite um i've got a i've got a book of prophetic words um that 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 i read through and um in fact i uh, i went on a little sabbatical a couple weeks ago which was awesome highly recommend going away and <laughs> being with nature and with jesus um but uh, I look back at 2012, and guys, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, it, it's easy for me to think of some negative things that happened in 2012, and to look back and just say, "This was this a hard year," um, and uh, and it was. Um, but I started making a list of things that the Lord did in 2012, um, and, I, and I typed it up it as like, "Here is God's goodness." Started speaking these things to him, um, and it's and it's it's altering the way I think about this past year. It really is. I'm realizing, whoa, there's actually a lot more good that's happened than than hard over this year. Just the enemy likes to take those things, and they they're sometimes little, sometimes they're big, but he likes to make them bigger than they are, and just completely drown out the goodness of God in that situation. Um, and uh and so i've got my i've got my list of things for 2012 and i've started an excel document i i really don't like that program um. <laughs> <laughs> noel knows he uses it every day work <laughs> um administrative people love it um i don't but um but i decided to use it that it would be um Helpful for a book of testimony for twenty thirteen. I'm just writing down, okay, I've got I've got my tab for family, got my tab for friends, got my tab for healings, miscellaneous miracles, financial breakthroughs. And I'm just like, okay, let's start. You know, we've already had a couple, it's only two weeks into the year. We're gonna start there. And I've got it in there, so I just have some book of remembrance. That's really what so much of this is a book of remembrance of the goodness of God. And, and I'm going on that tangent because it's that. It will bring us into this revelation of God's goodness and mercy that will affect our worship that is people come in here and you experience this you walk in you come into this environment of worship and 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 suddenly your mind's becoming clearer and you're able to engage with the Lord whereas before' I'll just but something came in and broke and you came in this environment and um and that's like this week, this week, these, these evening prayer sets, come, come. You have a sound. You have a sound in you and it's it's being released and it's going to shift something in heaven. Um just a couple of verses and then I want to just share um some some other prophetic stuff. Um I don't didn't really have a lot today. We'll we'll go back and have a prayer and worship. But um God is uh you know, we've we've heard prophetic voices right now. Talking about worship before the return of the Lord, we've heard about times of increase and in favor. We've talk, we've heard about the, the, how worship is really key right now. But um, but I want to just give a couple of scriptures. It's just the prophets um, talk about this all throughout the Bible. And just a couple of key ones is Isaiah 42 verse 10. Um, you can turn there just or just mark it down. But Isaiah is prophesying a generation that would worship and pray all across the ends of the earth. That worship would would come up and it would it would it would release um, Jesus into into overthrowing the antichrist forces at the end of the age. Isaiah 42 sing to the Lord a new song in his praise from the ends of the earth let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice let them shout from the top of the mountains let them give glory to God and declare his praise in the coastlands the Lord shall go forth like a mighty man and it's in response to this coming sing shout Lift up your voice, declare. Sometimes we come in, we just kind of want kind to of be quiet. So I don't like those loud services; that really bother me. Sing, shout, declare—that's what's releasing heaven. <laughs> so, I like the soaking time, the quiet time too. Um, but guys, we got to open up our mouths. Seriously, there's there's power in these words. Um, it was uh, it was the power, it was the voice. Little tangent again, the voice of the Lord that brought creation to being. God did not think creation into existence; He spoke it. And really, there are scriptures um, that can tell us that, that He sang it. Job, how, how at the beginning of creation, the morning stars sang heaven. heaven was singing, and things were being. Um, thing. Isaiah thirty, the Lord will wait that He may be gracious for you. He, I love another translation. It says the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your what? Cry. Not there, so you don't know what it said. But um. <laughs> Isaiah thirty, verse eighteen. If you're curious, the sound of your cry. When He hears it, He will answer you. Isaiah 64, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. You'll regard the prayer of the destitute. Isaiah 24, they shall lift up their voice. They shall sing. They shall cry aloud from the sea. There's just just, your watchmen, your intercessors. Isaiah 52, they'll lift up their voices. Their voices will sing together, and they, they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Sing with gladness for Jacob, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet says. Talking about lots of trouble, but he says, sing for gladness. Goodness is coming. You're hearing of trouble. You're hearing wars and rumors of wars. You're hearing invasions and terrorist attacks. Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. Sing and rejoice and be glad because good is on the other side and good is even in the midst of it. And you will be the ones releasing it through your sound. Book of Revelation, which I love, love that book. Um, where um, the the prayers and the worship of the saints is playing an integral role in the overthrowing of, of the Antichrist and of the release of, of of heaven and a gathering in of a harvest of souls. It is it is it is and an I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, I'm not going to turn to every single one. But but there is there is there's uh the that the God is is raising up the bride in such a place of unity she's going to release glory and she will release the trouble against the antichrist just as Moses stretched out his rod and rod um and 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 released the the power of God against Pharaoh's armies so the praying church is going to do at the thing um And in Revelation 14, we see, we see the sound of heaven, the sound of the saints, sounding like the voice of many rushing waters. In Revelation 1, Jesus' voice was described in that exact same way, the sound of many rushing waters. The bride's coming into unity with the bridegroom, and there's authority being released on the sound that will shift heaven, that will release glory. It will and that will it will send confusion into the, um, bring in a harvest of souls. but um, I had a had a couple of of experiences over the, over the past couple of months. Um, I saw um, this was this was a few months ago um, I was in a vision and I saw the nation I saw America. And I saw whirlwinds, black tornadoes covering the entire nation, um, and they were full of demons. Um, and I saw uh, boarding schools that for for young kids, elementary and, and um, older, that um, that the enemy was going to be raising up. And I believe the Lord spoke to me, said, "This is where Satan is training." the lord said don't be afraid i i'm raising up my i'm asking the lord what what is our part in this? what is what is key and i just the lord just heard worship 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 and i saw us i saw us getting taught how to go into the heavenly into the heavenly realm to receive what heaven is saying to release the sound of heaven in the earth and And then I saw just whirlwinds of light and glory coming and consuming those clouds of darkness. And I saw the Lord raising up schools across this nation that would train up God's fivefold, that would that would that would teach them to worship, that would teach them to prophesy, that would teach them to move in the greater works, that would carry this rock of revelation of Jesus. Pretty exciting. Um, I was uh, um, a couple of weeks ago praying and I and just starting to enter a place of, of, of just groaning, just not real intense but, but just I, I just started hearing cries. Um I, I heard cries of of of, of uh of the unborn. I heard cries of, 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 of people um um in this nation that don't know Jesus. I heard cries of, of people that that are that are um just all kinds of cries and it was just, just oh God and I and I um, and just this sense of the trouble and the wars and the rumors of war that we've heard of just it was just burden was, was, was on me um, in a very noticeable way. Um, but I started calling out sons of God come forth. Sons of God come forth, Sons of oil come forth, but Zechariah 4, these sons of oil, these men that carry around the anointing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that are continually walking, that God's raising up people that flow in that 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 communion with the Holy Spirit, and that are or are, are are answering and confronting the darkness that's coming. That gives me hope. There's a sobering reality of darkness, but there is a hope and an expectation of glory being released you. Um, but uh, there's and there's something that's being made available to this generation. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have the worship team come up. I want us to ask God for this, 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 the things when uh, Zechariah says that in the time of of the latter rain, ask for the rain. When it's the season for the outpouring, ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. So in this season of outpouring and blessing and glory, and God teaching us to to releasing that that unity with Jesus and the power in the worship. Um we want to ask for that. We say, God, I want that for me. I want that for my generation. Um, there's a man named William Branham. Anyone familiar with William Branham? Um, this man was uh had a very high, strong prophetic gifting um on his life and uh in um, 1950. nineteen fifties. And uh this uh um, there was a meeting uh um, that, that Branham was a part of on January sixteenth, nineteen fifty six. And um and and there's just something about this date. What year, I don't know, but but that I think something powerful um make more sense as I as I share it. But um, Branham he, uh, this this guy just for those of you who don't know much about him he uh, um, was getting encountered by the lord from a very young age um, moved an incredible prophetic and healing anointing and um, and there's this he he moved in kind of three different levels of anointing that just would would progress and increase over time and that first degree um, was 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 healing um, and uh, and by the laying on of his hands just as he laid hands on somebody he knew exactly what disease they had Knew exactly how to get rid of it, and things that would be confirmed by doctors. Um, there was uh, there was another level of it um, that went into into the words of knowledge and discerning men's hearts. He was uh, calling out names, street numbers, um, 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 doctors' names, the disease. You have a you have a note in your purse from Doctor So and So that says you have da 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 da, but now you're gonna phew, you're gonna get healed, and bam, people getting healed, and um. It was it was just so spe- it was just so specific, um, and then this this other this this third degree that it went into is uh, is is what they what some referred to as the opening of the word, that um, people were able to see the word of God in a way that they never did before. And we're seeing that now. God's opening, unlocking so many books right now. In the, body. the book, the Song of Solomon, the Prophets, the Book of Revelation, things that for generations things that have been hidden, and across the body of Christ at large have been have 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 not. Been on the main scene, Um, but uh, but the Lord's pouring out revelation. But it was a release of the spoken word. It was uh, it had creative power for healing, deliverance, and salvation. To the point where he would get a word from heaven, he would release it and decree it, much like Heidi Baker. Go in the name of Jesus, and right then, right there, power breaks out and people are set free. Um, and he and and William Branham, he spoke. Of a generation of a bride that's coming, that the voice of the bridegroom would come out through the bride, um, and that, uh, and that, uh, he said, what what I'm walking in will just be just be a what what's coming will overshadow completely what I've been living. And be a whole generation of people. Now, on January 16th, 1956, William Branham stood up at a church in Chicago, Illinois. He declared over over America. He said, "He said America has missed its visitation. Um, this this generation has uh, turned down its opportunity. Um, and uh, and there's that. I don't want there to be a sense of no. I want that to to sober us up. Israel was was in the wilderness. In 40 years, they did not heed the voice of the." They had the opportunity to move into the land of promise, but they saw the giants of the land and they cowered away, and that door shut. And a whole generation um, missed out on that opportunity. Um, there was a but um, the good news is that, that I believe the Lord's opening this back up, um, and that there's there's an open door. We've heard that word a lot. Lately, an open door, an open door, an open door, and we want to step into it. We want to ask for it. We want to walk in it. Um, in nineteen ninety six, Paul Keith Davis he's he's a uh, um, he's been here before, but uh, he was at a round table with a few other prophetic voices: Bob Jones, Mahesh Chavda, um, um, Bobby Connor, um, and Rick Joyner. They were in Moravian Falls, and they were it was on the fortieth anniversary. January 16th, uh, when when William Branham says this generation is turned down its opportunity, um, they just they felt a prophetic swirl around it. Something was happening. We got to meet. We got to pray. Anyway, they get there. Everyone that they had invited to the meeting was there in Moravian Falls. But then Bob Jones says, No, no, no there are, there are two more people that are supposed to be here at this meeting. And uh, and Paul Keith telling Bob Jones, Well, you know, everyone we invited is here. Everyone, you know, uh, but Bob said, No, there's, there's so it's just like they wouldn't continue until they until these two men came. Um, then during that week, um, these two men uh, um, came down they're on a missionary journey and they're they just going around encouraging churches and they are on their way back down to Florida. Um, they come up and knock on the door. Just happened to be passing through. Bob Jones says these are the men right here. So they come in. It turns out that um, that one of them named Ray, he was the last Disciple of John G. Lake, who was a revivalist in early 20th century, um, he he was mentored under John G. Lake the last 18 months of his life, and Ray was actually at the meeting where William Branham announced that. <laughs> um, and what what. They felt the Lord saying, which I, I believe, and that I, I want us to ask for is that there's there's been a reopening of this door. There's been something made available to us. God is really good. It gives us lots of opportunities. Um, yet there's also a sense of, of urgency on me, knowing that the store has a limited amount of time, and I want to come in with into the store, step into it with thanksgiving, even if it looks like. And I'm, 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 this is in terms for the body of Christ. This is in terms for what God has promised this community. This is in terms of what God has spoken over your life, prophetic promises, your own personal book of testimony, what God has spoken for, this, for these coming years for you, that you look at these words, as Tracy was saying during worship, time to dust off those old words, because a, a door is opened up right now for you to step into these. And in this time of rain, in this time of outpouring, he's saying, ask me for rain. Ask me for these promises. Thank me for them. Ask me for this January 16th. It's been 14 years since that meeting. I don't know when or what's going to, what it's all going to happen, what it's going to look like. But we're giving birth to sons of God. We're giving birth to those who have a revelation of father's heart, who have been healed and restored in their hearts, but also are moving in their authority as sons. They have the spirit of adoption, the revelation of sonship, and they're releasing decrees, they're releasing the authority of heaven, and worship is shifting the atmosphere, and you are invited to be a part of this. today. And I started praying the other night. I cried every time I prayed, I said, God, what you purposed for America and, 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 and Branham's generation, give to my generation, God. Give that to my generation, God. Give us January 16th. Raise up sons of God. Raise up sons of oil in this hour, Father. Stand with me right now. We're gonna cry out for this. God, lift up your voice. We want this, Father. We want what you promised Branham's generation. We want everything that you have for this generation. We want the prophetic promises that you've spoken over our life. We thank you that you're a good God. Your mercy endures forever, Lord. You are good, you are good. Sons of God, come forth. Sons of oil, come forth in Jesus' name.